Yes, we are here for our 75th Amuna class. We do not have the honor of Rev. Dine Algon in the studio. We're going to dedicate this class. I have the name right here on my phone. His name is Rev. Dine Algon and Sholem Ben Shoshana Baylor. Should have a foolish slammer. Fortunately, he was in an accident this previous week, and I just got notified by him himself. So we're dedicating this class. He, please, God, will have a comeback. Hopefully in the new week. And obviously, our wonderful host of Sholem Ben Yamna. That is a big focus. But guess who made it? Who was a surprise last minute guest? He very kindly obliged in the previous week to join us. Our holy brother, Nissim Black, is in the studio. So <laughs> we give a, if we could have like cheers and <laughs> applause, we'd have that sound effect. There are some cheesy podcasts that do that you know they have i don't know joe biden like stuff thank you ellie thank you ellie rav el grouch have a before shlema so we're really excited today because even though we miss the rabbonim and we want them to be here more than more than we don't but since this is the reality and since we always are about muna and going with the rots and hashem we're going to focus on a new flow from this and black we're going to hear what where he's at been a while since he came by. Last time he was here, we did a wonderful song, Lifted, in the studio. And it's, thank God, got a lot of good energy on our Hebrew channel and English channel. And now he's already re released the official version after Lag Boma. But I'm sure there's been so much more going on, uh, as well as his podcasts and music. And also, we hear some great sounds of uh, upcoming documentary or sort of <laughs> how you're going to have to explain it to us. You know, I, I didn't... I mentioned it in our classes that you're doing something great like that, but I didn't want to give any, you know, sort of false way of explaining it. I wanted it to be from the man himself. And today we're going to get that kind of uh, um, wonderful, exclusive word from Nissan Black. And it's very big Saturday Shemaya that today's class is coming out on a special time of year where we're sort of in between, you know, we've had the spirit days, we're not in the three weeks, thank God yet. We're sort of in this like, see him to Chodesh Nissan. It's a special time with the summer approaching and it gives us opportunity to thank God to get ready for the coming new year, which it, it really comes fast. So well, let's just give everyone a big blessing for a healthy, energized summer. Everyone should be healthy. We should be safe from any forms of illness and Corona challenges oh, or any kind of travel issues. Everyone should be able to get around. Oh, I myself this week going to Amsterdam, excited to go there. The simchas and please God, people should just be able to move around and get done what they need to do with health and happiness. The next yeah. point is we want to give a big thank you to all our feedback, all our wonderful followers, you guys who every week not only do you say wonderful things, but you also ask questions and make this class very real. We've got over 40,000 views in the last few classes, each of them, and even one are heading up 60,000. It means a lot to us that you guys are watching and sharing. And so let's do some feedback. Thank you, Rev. Elgrod, and everyone, your team, for the advice of peace in the world. It helped deal with the current challenges and prepare for the summer months the best way. So that's great feedback. Shalom Rabbeinu Orish. Beautiful advice. I want to say it's very true because we see the miracles of the Creator and can see differences when you are reading the Psalms 100 every day. Uh, that is another one of uh, Rav Orish's wonderful campaigns, Ms. Mola Soda. We reposted that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the correction for the Ashkenazim. Yeah. We need that Swadi warmth. We mentioned that last time. I was talking to Dr. Epstein, our previous guest. We'll mention that in a minute. And he, we had a joke that a Swadi guy came up to us in Uman. We were all 
being very Ashkenazi. Do you remember this comment? <laughs> we're all getting all very heavy with all our, like, you know, cheshbonus, our thoughts. And he comes up to us, a nice Swati guy, as we're by the, uh, you know, the coffee place, and says, Atem Ashkenazim? We said, you're, you're Ashkenazi? We said, yeah. He said, Rafua Shleimah. Rafua Shleimah. And I was like, Amen. And I understood what he meant. It wasn't, God forbid, anything like negative. He just meant it from love. And we need to have that full healing of not being overly too busy with our thoughts and just be a little bit more Munah Shuta and Tamimus like Rabbeinu wants. Shana, anyway, let's go ahead. So Mizmol Asadi, say hundreds, uh, Psalm 100, eight times. And that's the Rav Orish's wonderful advice. Tadara Barabainu for showing a beautiful video. Cookie Monster wrote, Peace and love to Israel and to the whole world. That's on Yonatan Balayish's class. Thank God we're being able to post a few of his every week. Cookie Monster also wrote, Love and helping with Tshuva. This message is good. It resonates for sure. I'm really enjoying these beautiful glasses. Someone else wrote, Great Sheer. Dan Cohen wrote, The goal is so, so soulful. Thank you, Doctor, for the reminder of the power of being here now. Josh Crow wrote, thank you, Rabbi, for this teaching. May Hashem bless your life. Someone else wrote, thank you, Rabbi Ali G. Cynthia and Will Smith wrote, so a little more, so much. I'm not going to just give a like. There's so much more than this. I'm going to give a love. And that's what they did. Someone on Ben Shapiro's podcast. Uh, um, no, actually, it wasn't Ben Shapiro. It was a Meaningful People hosted Ben Shapiro. Yeah. And they wrote, I just realized Ben Shapiro needs Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Well, that was a funny comment that I decided to bring here. He needs Hasidus in general, someone else wrote. I don't know. I, no, he, he, he's doing pretty good. No, he, no, no. So, yeah. you know, the referencing, been, yeah. I, I actually seen the podcast and yeah. been, uh, been as a sweetie, but he was very, very, um, he's very open and transparent about his yeah. trouble that he has with the feeling. That's true. And so he went on to say inside of this podcast that his, his troubles with the feeling is the fact that it's rote. And I'm saying the same thing every single day. And it's very, very hard for me to connect to that. He said a few other details, but this was the most of the what he was saying. And, and he said over there that it's something very hard to keep saying the same things over and over and over again to Shim and expecting sure. that you're going to be able to feel very, very connected to it. So, um, so the same thing that that person just commented was the same thing that I thought, same thing that my <laughs> wife thought, was the same thing, is that he needs to be inter- introduced to, to his both of this, you know. And I only been needs Rabbeinu, we all need Rabbeinu, we need that, we need Reb Shimon, we need the Tzaddikim to be able to show us, as the, the Ramchal says, that they, they, they stand at the top of the maze and they guide us out, out the way. So well, we need the Tzaddikim for sure. So Ben just doesn't know he needs the tzaddikim. So <laughs> he was challenged on his tefillas. I haven't been able to talk to him. Uh, well, the, the <laughs> interesting point is if you can I directly give him feedback about it because he was open to right. hear more about it. Right. And through the meaningful people, I think right. also Yaakov Langer's podcast as well they came up as well. Inspiration for both, the nation. Yeah, also, right. both of those podcasts. There was a mention of this point, and thank God we have our Muna class because that's really. Being a student of Rav Oresh, you know, Nissen Black definitely has a, a Masoira, mm-hmm. a tradition from the Breslov, a tradition to go ahead with the importance of prayer. And we're going to discuss that very much today, I hope, especially about loving everyone unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big focus of today's class, the new flow, even though the Rav spoke about it months ago before he was unwell. Uh, but it's something which needs his chaskus. And, and this is a concept from Rabbi Nachman that you have, and Dr. Epstein mentioned it last week, you have to constantly begin again and again with every avoda. You can't just rely on the energy from months before. 
It's a constant, it's hadsha, it's a renewal, and that's what we're going to do today with Nissan Black himself. He's going to help us with that. So uh, hopefully, Ben Shapiro, if you're listening, and uh, <laughs> Meaningful People and Yaakov Langer, take note, and uh, hopefully it will help with the inspiration towards prayer. So that was only the uh, the comments on their video. Thank you, dear Ablazer, for these wonderful share. Hashem bless you greatly from a B'nai Noach. Amuna Group, thanks for having me. Hashem bless us all. And that's it. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us our team. Um, we really hope for Rav Dainago to return soon. Thank God for these classes. We're going to go ahead with Nissen Black. I'm not going to give an intro. I think that would be uh, unnecessary. <laughs> so let's just go straight to the first question. And I think it's a hard one. And the question is, I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I need a Makubu, a Kabbalist. <laughs> and uh, I know this person. I'm not going to say details. Other and one of the things I know they're stuck with, I think, is Shaduchim. I think that's right. really where they're having the most trouble with finding their soulmate. Right. So uh, if we could just give help, rather than suggesting, uh, you know, different Mukobalim, how, how can we help right. them directly? So, so I, I, th I think it's a, it's a question that comes across a lot of people's mind when they, uh, in, in many different facets in life, whether you're struggling with Shaduchim, Panas, you can't figure out what it is now first thing is that the person should be very very happy because the reason why you should be happy already is that you you've come to the to the point of knowing that it's only Hashem so you didn't seek out that there was going to be some type of physical means you want to go to a person that's a tzaddik someone that's a representative of Hashem so that's already something to be a simcha about look that already I'm not attributing you know my my lacking whatever it is especially in ruchnis i'm not i'm not I'm, I'm not attributing my lacking um of that fulfillment of that desired thing based on some type of physical thing so the first thing is that we have to be happy that we believe in hashgaka hashim's hashgaka so the second thing is is that a person should always know that the the way that the tzaddikim lead us and the holy people the righteous people lead us to hashim is by way of coaching they were never here and never intend to actually do the work for us, but they're actually here to have lay out a blueprint for us to be able to walk through the same exact way. So going to, uh, you know, a Mekubal and a Kabbalist, uh, someone that's very, very um, well-versed in, 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 in the different Olamos and the different worlds, is something very great. I want to tell you something I heard by a very, very great Mekubal. And, uh, his name is uh, Rav Ichimai Morgenstern, Baruch Hashem. I've had the opportunity to also come close to him over the last year or so. And I was at one of his classes, and he was speaking, and uh, and he was talking about very, very deep things, very deep in Yanam. He was bringing it up, and he was talking about entering into the, to the different rooms, if I could say, basically relating to the Sphera, and talking about going into this world of Keter. Anybody that knows Kabbalah, they'll know I'm not going to give any extra explanations and he said that a person that knows the proper yehudim knows how to enter into all these different worlds they know how to make you know these things now it already sounds complicated i'm sure <laughs> so but he said that a person that has the power of his bodhidus has these this simple uh 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 to be able to talk to Hashem in one's own words he says, this person enters in through the rooms with the axe. They break down all the doors. They're not using any keys. They're breaking down all the doors. So the, the, the truth is, is that each one of us was supplied exactly what we need in order for us to be able to receive whatever Yeshua that we need, whatever it is that we want. It's not to say 
chas v'shalom, not to go to rabbis, not to go to big people. But the thing is that I've always had the approach with Rav Arush is, is, is my love in my heart. But I generally would never come to him and ask him a question unless I worked it out for a long time in the fields, talking to Shim about it, talking to Chaverim that I'm very close, that are also are very, very, um, um, very, very involved in the union of, of coming close to Hashem and trying to work on themselves. And then only after I've really worked it out will I go to Rav. And, and, and a person, you know, especially when it comes to something like Shiduchim, we don't know the price of what these things cost that we really want to achieve. We don't know how much effort of prayer uh, and crying that Hashem requires from us. And, and, and at the moment where a person feels like they, 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 they just want to give up or they're looking for some other solution, that's the time to really turn it up the next time because we know for sure that that's one of the main tricks employees of the other side is to stop a person and make them feel defeated. So I think if I will go that way, I heard a beautiful story just really quick before we go to the next one. Uh, the, the, the Rav himself has said many years ago that uh, someone had come to him and said that, you know, he, he, he wanted a bracha because of, because of eye and horror, because of the evil eye. People were looking, looking upon him with the evil eye uh, that, you know, because of that, he was having trouble with Parnassah and whatever Hatzlaka success that he wanted. He was having trouble with it. This particular person, a Rav said to him, do, do, do you keep Shabbos? You keep, he's like, no, I don't keep Shabbos. I don't, I don't, he says, I don't know if I and her is the problem. I don't know if the evil eye is the problem, right? So sometimes we look for extra spiritual thing when really Hashem is just desiring that we talk to him more and we pull out more. So I don't know if a Mekubal or Kabbalist is the, is a solution. Not saying that it can't help, but at the time where a person's feeling major tsar, you just don't want to overlook your, your tefillahs and your power that Hashem already gave you. Wow. I do want to ask a question on top of that, and your answer was really important. I was th thinking in a similar line, but you really explained it very well, and I do feel that it's one of the blessings of having Rav Oresh as as a teacher is helping us understand that we ourselves have the power of prayer, and, right. and not to, I mean, I heard Gedalia talk very strong not to just run after Mukobalim and Kabbalists, not that they're not, so some of the legit real ones are not holy and helpful and needed, but it's just, it's very important for us to, to run to Hashem. Like, right, right. To really have that, that focus on our... And this is what Hashem yeah. wants from us. Hashem wants from us to, to come in and, and, and to talk to Him. And even a person that, you don't know how big your prayers are. You know, the, the Kabbalists and the Kubalim, real tzaddikim, they're, they're by Hashem, they're in His office every single day, right? What would it look like for us who are not in his office every single day to really let out a real cry and we bust in the bust in the office and the ship? Sure. You don't think he's going to stop what he's doing over there to take care of us? So we don't understand the impact of what our prayers are as simple people who are crying out and looking for whatever you're sure that we need, what that's going to do when we actually take it upon ourselves to actually dive in, to cry out to Hashem and to, and to bust into his office, so to speak. Well. Wow. So one of the things I, I feel very honored about, and it's going to be a question to you, Nassim, mm -hmm. I feel, one, blessed to know you as a person. I was just at a Likewise. recent program called Awesome Students, and they wanted to hear the story, how I met you, and other things as well. But it was amazing, you know, the journey of, and uh, just the fact that we've been friends for all these years, and I've seen what really has stood out for me personally, and this is a big compliment, and but maybe it's not a big compliment, maybe it's just reality, but uh, this is how I perceive it, and my wife as well, and we were talking about it, that you've really gone to a very real place mm -hmm. with your music and your journey, and it comes over now when you're talking publicly and in the new songs as well, 
And I mean, I'd love to hear more news about that. But that, without getting to the external level of how, you know, the plan and what you're going to be involved, we'll get to that hopefully at some point today. But I want to hear also like on the inner level, you mentioned from from your, your rabbi of Morgenstern, you know, his holy Mukubal, his idea of Hekolis and there's, there's worlds. And you said you don't really know, but on some level, I feel like maybe there is some insight that people can get that they do have inner worlds that they don't know about. Right. And that there is this whole journey within that people are unaware of nowadays. And it's a shame because they, they always go run to like a psychologist, a therapist, in some cases they need to, but they're not enough and i know this myself that people aren't doing enough of the inner work the right. inner connection right the soul level the the spiritual so how can you help us like believe in that more to know that that's really the true reality what the siddiquim are talking about is not is not just ideas it's it's the actual ms it's the true emet of life right so i think the the biggest thing is is how the person starts. You know, you, you go to a beautiful shear and you hear the rabbi say beautiful things or the rabbitson or whatever. And there's, there's, there's generally, there's many different types of people, two, two types of people in general that hear it. And, 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 and both will get inspired. But one in particular just, just really is inspired at the moment. Even if they have just somewhat of a thought of putting it in their head, but at some point they say, yeah, but this is still a little bit above me. You know, this is a little bit above me. And you have the other person who is inspired. And when they hear it, they want to do every single thing Whoa. that they heard immediately. Right. And and I think the balance may be a little bit, a little bit in between. But I know from me, myself, you know, talking to a lot of people who are from, from birth, they grew up religious their entire life. A lot of these people, as you know, struggle, um, um, with religion. Um, and, and it's in, and they have a different struggle than what a Balchuva will have or what a Gerzedek will have. But one of the things I've noticed more than anything is that there's somewhat of a, 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 I don't know, like a veil over people's eyes to where, they hear all these beautiful things and they've heard it and all these things for so long that it, it hasn't become real to them, right? As opposed to where a person like me who came from the outside looking in, everything that I read about, I just wanted to do. People ask me, was it hard to keep Shabbos? Was it hard to like, when you start? No, the moment that I fell in love with the Shem, my, fi my fire inside, my heart was burning to come close to Shem so much that it was so easy. I was looking for the next thing I could do or not do, right? In wow. order to be pleasing to Hashem, right? And because, and nothing was ever, you have to, it's, uh, you get to, you get to. So, because I was dealing with Hashem directly. So it's a much harder in some, in some aspects when a person is raised in the sense of you have to, you have to, you have to. And they have to rearrange the relationship with Hashem to a place of where you get to, when everything becomes a you get to. And to go on a deeper level when a person starts to get to know themselves is that this takes a lot of time spending spending a lot of time with the shim and 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 it's one of those things that happens automatically even if a person goes to a shim for some you know medial thing they I, I don't know they want their favorite soccer team to win the you know the world series i don't know what it was the, the cup i don't know i don't watch soccer so i don't know what what happens at the end um so but then and then the more and more person goes to spend time with the shim i always say you take two good friends yeah and you allow them to spend a lot of time together. What you'll notice is a lot of different similarities between them. Even if a person knows them, you know, they have a mutual friend, they don't know that they know each other, it would be something about that other one that always reminds them of the other person. That's because they spend so much time together. 
Uh, and I joke about this, uh, you know, I've said this before, that some people spend so much time with the pets that they start looking like their dogs. I don't know if everybody <laughs> else has seen it. I've definitely seen people look like the dog. But, you know, something about this spending time with the with the other person that they start to rub off on you, you start to rub off on them. When a person sets aside time to go and spend time with Hashem, then you get to know Hashem. And ultimately, you get to know yourself. And that power of influence, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will not influence Hashem. He will be influencing you only. And the more and more time that you spend with him, these different things in, in, in Kohot, these, uh, how you say Kohot, these uh, Strength. strengths and, and powers and things that oh, you didn't, never even knew existed inside of you, they start to be illuminated and you start to go, wow, I, I believe in myself a little bit more. I believe in myself a little bit more. I believe in myself a little bit more. And ultimately, a person's immuna grows just from this this building, this relationship with the Shem. It's the most beautiful thing. And the, and the, and the sensitivity, the hergish, the, the light, the fire, it's a completely different life. Anybody that knows this is really, really involved in, in, in making Hashem their best friend, as Rabbi Nachman will put it, is that a person goes out and spends time to and talks with the shim and this what happens automatically is the shim starts to show you your own light and you start to glow everybody will see it it will only only be visible to you it'll be visible to other people that this certain this chain this this, yeah. this favor shines upon the person and 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 then out of that starts to come all these different things so i travel a lot and and i, I have to go to a lot of different places that will put me in a lot of you know, un uncomfortable situations, I would say. I would say the situations are comfortable, but the environments usually are not always comfortable for me. And it doesn't take much. Uh, as much as <laughs> people see my videos and they hear I'm out there and stuff like that. Like my kids just saw my videos like a year ago. Wow. Like that, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you can imagine what the, you know, what the home is like in, in terms. So I, I'm not as outgoing as I am. I would say even my wife is more wow. outgoing, but she's more close. It's like weird. And I'm more out. We balance each other. We balance each other. Yeah. So, but I said to say that because of that, there's a there's a particular toy from Reb Nachman that I always I try to learn every time I'm on the plane or I'm going. I think it's in uh, Tor 59, where it talks about when you're going out to be machar of other people. Everybody has problems. Everybody has some raw, some evil, everything that's attaching. In order for you to not allow every, I got my own problems. I don't need anybody else's problems. Problems being attached to me, person has to spend a lot of time and 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 he both the dude to be able to make sure that you know your problems stay your problems and all these these other things stay out that that you're going out because you're being around a lot of different people whether it's emotional disorders or there's there's actual you know spiritual things contamination whatever it is that person has to dive in and pray uh, for for a long time in order that when they go out they'll be able to be protected by Shim's fiery fiery angels mm -hmm. so. So look, so we're we're experiencing these things. These are real time, right. like part of our journey, right. and and this is something which can help people understand that tefillah is real, prayer is real, so real, and it goes together with learning. It goes together with our daily life, our family. Now, one of the things that people would want to know, and I know for sure it's a question that will come up, now that your children are not growing up with the the search, and I have the same question myself, as mm -hmm. about Chuva, as a Gesedic, mm -hmm. now they're growing up from from birth, you know, right. inverted commas, I'd rather they weren't, you know, right. <laughs> as Rav boy says, from from thought, they should actually <laughs> come to the Yiddishkeit through actually also journeying. Right. That's my hope, personally, that's my answer back, but how would you answer that? How Do you see them also going on their journey and also searching for Shem, or it's like they're just 
coming another yeah, from I, 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 see, I see both um, and yeah. I'm very very like impressed when I see see the other things but I, one of the things that I, I've learned um, is what makes the difference is that the children themselves are and this it starts at a very young age when you and I and I remember one time that me and my brother-in-law were just noticing it shout out to my brother-in-law Yosef yes, yes. big, big sounding miss him and that that our kids when they got together and they wanted to play they they make fake talises and tefillin and they dive in with a lot of salavas but that's what they seen and when i remember my kids were here in shalom benai when we saw your shalom in the in the cheder here that the rabbi said that your son yaakov he dives with so much his lavas and and the thing was is that he was just mimicking what he saw me do when I had mm-hmm. taken the shoe or if I had to dive in at home or whatever. This is this is the way he saw tefillah, and, and and these are the things. And I thought about it as my kids, you know, are now getting older. The more and more they hear Imuna in the house, the more and more they hear, you know, me and my wife talking and praising the tzaddikim and having these conversations. So I start to notice my kids that they want to leave the table early for Shabbos or whatever. So we do, it's left me and my wife and maybe an older kid or two or whatever. So other kids, you know, they, they, they're interested in playing or whatever. So what do I do? I sit there, I don't, don't give over the very Torah. Even if you don't give a Devar Torah, kids don't want to hear Devar Torah. So what I could do, and what I do, is I just start engaging with a conversation with the Muna about, my, about it with my wife. Just words are just things that have been inspired me. She tells me when she heard in the she or I, I tell her what I what I learned. Or grab a safer and, and this excitement starts to get up. And then the kids also want to come. And then they come back to the game and they start asking nice. questions and they start. And and I think that the the person doesn't understand. You know, we don't understand how much we need to be constantly speaking Amuna in the house. This is what the kids need to be hearing because really it's going to come out to what what do you how much of, of what's going on they're spending how many x hours a day at school and and unfortunately no matter what the school is they're hearing all type of still them rubbish and everything else like that so and they may be even spending more time the older the kids get especially by the boys they're spending much more time in in yeah. yeshiva than they are at home so what's what's yeah, it i mean i've got boys sleeping See, out already so, yeah. so so truthfully you almost don't yeshiva. have any time yeah. To be talking stam about nothing that doesn't have nothing to do with Amuna and Avodah Hashem, because the only time they may be able to get something actually yeah. is by big you responsibility for outside parents. of the yeah. shear. So it, it 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 causes us to work yeah. on ourselves. But this is something that I see that the kids need to be constantly and in, in this bubble of hearing about Amuna and and Kivas Hashem coming close to Hashem and Tefillah. And so that's one thing that I've really taken upon myself to really work on with my kids. And I noticed it. And I said, uh, I had one is. thing, one of the points that I've, my wife and I tried to bring, and I hope this is helpful for whoever's listening, is to bring the struggles that we go through also, like show, show a little bit of vulnerabilities and, right. and how we've had to, you know, really work on ourselves to overcome a lot of the struggles. And we needed that Saturday Shmaya heavenly help or connection to Sadiqim to get us through those difficult moments and you know right. one of the Torahs that really helped in my home and everyone enjoys hearing the stories is often Rabideman has amazing stories every week he puts out right, uh, right. Torah's wellspring there's also um, you know there's uh, thank God there's Chabad they have all these sheets you know and then there's mm-hmm. Breslov have all their sheets all these Torah sheets that can help like just begin the discussion there's like an amazing story and you give it over story of a Sadiq and it helps get everyone in that focus of the, you know, this is the av- avid, the energy of our house. But it sometimes it's difficult, but one of the biggest moments of nachas I get is when I see my children choose it themselves. Right, right. 
right. and they actually are giving over like right. they suddenly come to an awareness and understanding i mean i've got a bit older kids older teenagers and suddenly like they're by kid rated eq nothing to do with me i never told them and right. to go right. and they're giving over gamara that they were inspired by in a torah concept right <clears throat> or they're working on on a meter or something and it's it, that's really a lot of nachas when you right. see it coming from them Right. Not even from a Rebbe or anyone, from their own... From their own, yeah, own initiative. So we'll get to the next question. I think this was an important discussion. Hope all is well, Ellie. I try to work on myself and my media daily. I find it very difficult with my personal prayers. I have the tendency to do things which are good and have a tendency to isolate and lose my amuna when things are not so good. Don't we all in some way? Mm -hmm. To the human eye, I'm a simple Jew that wants to share everything with Shem. When I complain, I feel guilty because I'm really blessed. There is pain, there are challenges. It's a fact. And I need to feel a Shem, which I do sometimes. Ellie, I don't know what to do. I feel stuck, cold of. So I'm not going to answer that, even though they asked me. <laughs> I don't feel like right now the right mindset to answer. So we're going to ask Rav Nisim, <laughs> Nimer Ravorish, his, his Rebbe and, and his uh, our host here. So let's hear a beautiful answer. Um, so, Emunah is one of those things where mama shit, it, it waxes and it wanes. And, and I don't know if it's particularly the, the Emunah itself, or rather the, that the, you know, sometimes we have a, we have a hergish, we have a feeling of that closeness to Hashem, that sometimes when we're on a spiritual high, we feel it very much so. And sometimes we're in a state of like, uh, you know, uh, where, where it leaves or feels, or they call it Mokundikatness, where the, mind is somewhat is not able to grasp that beautiful light that we felt and we felt you know all the simuna so the question is what to do when you're down Reb Nachman talks about this um, and the other tzaddikim talk about this but of course Reb Nachman it, it tells us that to, to not be a fool to not not believe in the second that Hashem has left you not to believe for a second that Hashem is not hearing you to feel us, that Hashem is not with you. Hashem is with you, and He desires every single word from you. And sometimes Hashem wants to, you know, it's like a baby who, who who's walking, and you're holding their hands. And they're taking steps, they're taking steps. And the moment you just pull your hands back a little bit, a little bit, they get a little nervous, get a little nervous. But what are you doing? You're asking them to take a few more steps to come to you. And this is how Hashem works with us sometimes. He'll pull his hands back, and he'll say, take a few more steps, a few more steps, and... We can't fall. Some babies will fall on the on the on the tukis and they'll start crying and start crying, start crying. But what Hashem wants us to do is keep taking a few steps because He wants us to learn how to walk. And so and and so that's sort of what it is. Like sometimes with the tefillah, where sometimes it feels like I I, I lost it and I lost my muna. But we have to work so hard. So another thing is that 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 um, I think it actually says in the Lekutei Alachod, Rav Nussin says, I think in Choshen Mishpat. I think this Torah is, and it's, it's based on the Torah of Lekutei Maran, Torah Dalit, where, where, where Reb Nachman, um, they bring over there that Paro, his dreams, that when Paro had the seven years of, of good times, he had seven yeah. years of where it was plentiful, he saw, and then he saw that there was going to be seven years of, of famine, this yeah. is basically the interpretation of the dream, that what we're supposed to learn from this is that sometimes we have an aliyah, and so at the moment that we have this aliyah, this up that we that we have in Hashem, is, we feel that closest to Hashem, we have our munits flying, we're supposed to grab every single thing that you can and hold on to it as long as you possibly can. Rabbi Nachman says, if you have a hero tshuva, you have a moment or a thought of tshuva, don't move from the place. 
take advantage of it. Stand in that place and to mamish soak up all of that light because what happens generally after Aliyah is the Yerida. Not to stay down because Hashem wants a, he wants a renewal. He's conscious. He wants that, that beginning love that when everything was sweet in the beginning, when you first ran after him in the desert, when everything was brand new, Hashem wants to reset that because he never wants us to ever come to a place where it's stale. So because of that, we have these moments where we have to descend somewhat and, and, and to find our way through this dark room and to feel around. But Hashem expects that we're going to get to the other side and he'll send us a drop of light here, a drop of light here, a drop of light here. So you have to save up. And what happens is, I think it was in the Siva Shalom talked about it with Yosef Hatzadik when he was when he was running. His Aleph, the first safer. Uh, of the Nesiva Shalom in, uh, of the set, it is Aleph and Base, where he is some Haimaram there. And he says over there that Yosef Hatzadik, he, he, he was Mamash Finnish. He was Chalash. By the time he came that last time, and he had the wife of, of, of Potiphar who was chasing after him, he, he, was, he was weak. He was finished. He was done. All the Mephoshim talk about it. Rashi talks about it. He was finished. And what happens is he was able to run. How? But he had nothing. His hergish was gone. He didn't feel Hashem. When Avram Avinu was going to do the Kedah, said Hashem left. He didn't feel anything anymore. He yeah. was blidat, blidat. He didn't have the dot to know like we do before we say, well, I'm not going to eat any more cake or anything. <laughs> as soon as the cake's there, then the dot's gone. He <laughs> forgot that he said it. He forgot all of whatever. He has no more power. said everything was gone. But the thing is, is that they worked so much in their Muna and Hashem that the body did it itself. They grabbed so much during that time of light that by the time they faced the time where they felt Hashem was far away from them, they still were able to pull it off because the moon of their worked it mamish into their bones. So wow. the whole body did it themselves. So we, we, we have to take advantage of the time where we have that light and that kirvas Hashem and the sweetness and our moon is strong to be able to carry it with us during the dark times. And if you can, Ravarushit had said this many years ago, I don't know how much he, he's saying it uh, these days, but the Rav had, had always meant that not only a gratitude, but a person should write when Hashem does miracles for you, when you experience Hashem, so that you can always go back to that book and look and say, look, Hashem brought me out. And when I'm in a time yeah. of darkness, a star was He loved hidden, her stories. Thank you, To be Hashem. able to go back yeah. and be like, wow, Hashem, you, you, you helped me so I can hold on to it even in this dark time. That's it. The thank you, Hashem. I see miracles. That's... That almost turns the darkness into light. Always. Just, just, just by thanking Hashem. And I remember Gedalia talking about, we always have to be on like a soldier ready for the, for the battle situation. Absolutely. And that's the training we're doing in the good times. Right. Right. So he sees it that way as well. I mean, it's amazing answers. I really appreciate it. But a big part of our class is music. <laughs> and, you know, being that you're a, a rapper, a hip hop artist, and, you know, we always feel like we have the studio asking, do you think he'll do a song? You know, we always feel nervous <laughs> to put you on the spot. Um, being that this is your art and something very, I mean, one of the things I, I saw what was nice to see you in a different context was Be Heard. It was a session you did before Pesach. I think I helped organize it with uh -huh. Ben Sian Klatsky. And it was nice to see you like commenting on musicians mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. publicly giving feedback. And there was a, a new group of artists that are, you know, trying. And uh, it just did Shizale, I think, have been putting it out in little sections. They just yeah, put out yeah, a new yes. one. Uh, proper edited version. It was really nice. And really nice. It's just amazing to see you in different contexts. So, but we do want some music. So, how do we? How do we? What's, how are you going to do this? I mean, we can put we can put on the video after because this is uh, recorded. We can put a video on after. Yeah, right? lifted. Not not so prepared. Lifted is the song we should put out there. Yeah, you should put out lifted. Show, show the lifted video. The full video. The yeah. official video. Yeah. So you know we're working really hard right now on new music. Um, you know, a new song is coming out. 
I'm trying to make it make sure that it's every four to six weeks. Nice. And something like that. That we're releasing the new song. So we already have the next video on the bag. It's ready to come. Uh -huh. And then I think I'm gonna shoot like four four videos over two days or something wow. like that. Any insights of the videos coming? Huh? Are you allowed to say? Uh no, I have one video, it's called uh, Human Greatness with a wow. wonderful singer named uh, Dustin Paul. He's amazing. Wow. And uh, we shot this video in New York. Same time we did Lifted, the next day we shot this video. Dustin Poole is a new name. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's, you'll, you'll hear him. That, you know, for a lot of us haven't, you know, heard of him that much. But he's it, not not because of his talent, because the guy's out of this world. He's amazing. So we have a beautiful song coming out. So And then I have that. And um, obviously you mentioned the HBO series that's uh, that's being worked on right now. So, uh, which is something I'm... I'm very involved with very in caution it's a it's a drama comedy based nice. on my life story um and we we were approached by a lot of different people and you know even back when 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 you were more involved yeah um you know being approached by a lot of different people from queen latifah and other groups sure. on netflix and different things from my story and um what felt comfortable about this one was that we were doing comedy so uh my my desire was that it wasn't going to leave anybody with opinions you know nice. like you know i feel like a lot of uh, media and television today is all about leaving people having an agenda to leave yeah. leave a leave an opinion and my, my job yeah. is only to you know inspire people and if i can make them laugh through inspiration then that would be my goal so as long in the in the series is is you know is is is, is underway um but the only thing is is that the only way I know that you'll see it is if it's inspirational and it's funny. If it's not inspirational, it's funny. It's not coming out. So, wow. so we're gonna have to pray a lot that it comes together. Will there be music together. incorporated? Like, yeah, the, the, the music. I'm I'm doing all the soundtrack, the music oh, for it, and you know, um, it doesn't spend a whole lot of time in my past life, so that's why it's not really a documentary. Also, so you know, it's sort of like the the major parts embellished comedy. Of, of you know what you have to experience as being african-american coming from the neighborhood and the place i grew up and then being in the world of Hasidis, like trying to navigate yourself so uh hopefully we're able to do it with with class and in a way that it should be a kiddush hashem and nice. everything like that. that's what we're working on so i have a question would it be like remember eddie murphy style where he used to do all the characters himself <laughs> That's that's what I'm pushing for. That's you know, what I'm like, for. I remember you did a Purim story like with Yosef right. back in the day, and you're standing there. Right, like, right, right. So that's 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 the hope. I really. That's funny you brought that up because yeah. I sent that in. Like, you know, this is really something that I want to do. Is sort of like all you know, these different parts. I don't know if I w I will be me. There were some stipulations that I set forth in order for me to actually play my own part. Yeah. Um. They know what that is. So if they adjust those things, then we can do it. But if not, then yeah. you know, I I. I'd probably only be playing other people, you know. So we'll see what happens. That's something that in Muna Clash we should incorporate a bit more comedy, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think it's needed, you Maybe know. Like, some comedians here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring a comedian. I don't know if there are there are good Jewish comedians yeah, nowadays. Sure, I'm sure there are. You come across some when you're traveling and the tours like Modi and all these guys. Yeah, I see Modi all the day. Yeah, I see him at a few different events actually yeah. recently and uh Elon Gold and yeah, so there's a few different guys out there, and there's a lot of guys in the back that really write comedy. They're not stand-up comedians, but they yeah. they write comedy and stuff. I'm like sure that. a lot of the writers are Jewish as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Hollywood and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got the the power of the mouth and pen, you know. All right. So, but the ultimate thing is, yeah, you know, new content. I've been really going back, and you know, you mentioned the podcast earlier also yeah. too, um, which we we're now in house. We we're a part of a wonderful network called Soul Shop. Nice. Um, which which was awesome but we you know i kind of want to go in a different way 
and the way that I'm doing the doing the podcast and the content and different things like that. You and got a name yet? So a new name? I, I don't have a new name, but there will be a new name. I'm going to announce it very a new soon. New flow. That's new, what we're calling this class. It's definitely so. going to be a new flow. It's going to it's going to yeah. be a new flow. Amazing. Um, so, but I'm very very excited about that. So hopefully, I start. How did you those. find just doing the podcasting well? Because it is a new like uh, channel, like to interview others. Like, yeah, to be interviewed. It, it was very interesting. Yeah. It, it, there was a part of it that was fun because you're on the other side, being able to interview other people, and then there's the the other other challenge of it of you know constantly coming up with questions that are interested for the person that don't sound the same that are not the sure. same so there's definitely some some challenges to it and you know not everybody that you're interviewing you knew about before you did you know especially when you're part of a network and so you're getting introduced to people so you only have a little bit of time sometimes to read up on them sure um before you actually have the interview so um so you know it, it has it definitely has its challenges i mean that's always a big thing you know like i nowadays you see the podcast platforms has really taken off as a big avenue of right. media uh -huh. as well as all the short form stuff right and we've asked this before because obviously we want to try and get muna to all these places right that's a big hope you know we're trying to get this right. campaign of loving everyone unconditionally from avorish obviously the universal garden of muna we want to get this out there and right. all the garden of muna series all our website everything so could you give us any like guidance a little bit from your experience now you've been a bit more out in the in the mainstream media market, like how are they managing to get people's attention when there's such a overload of content more so than one ever? Of, one of the things that I've been able to discover for myself is um, what I tried to discover was who my audience was. I was asked for many years, right? Like, who's your audience? Like, who's your audience? Who's your audience? Everybody wants to know. Like, because Shiva Barkham said, they, the Russian Shiva said they can't listen to me. Like, mm -hmm. who's, your, who's your guy? Who are you, who are you trying to reach out to? What's your, what's your thing? And how many people stop you and say, can I have a picture with you? My yeah. puppy loves you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to figure out. And I never thought about this because it was never shtick by me. Mm -hmm. Hashem revealed to me this is what I should be doing in the world. I, I'm a kusher. I'm close to Tzaddik and Ravau. She gave me a big uh, commission. That, you know, this is what you need to be doing. So I, I wasn't so confused about what I was supposed to be doing, and I didn't think I needed to think about my audience. But one of the things is that one of the reasons why I felt like I I needed to discover who my audience was is because I need to discover who I am. And naturally, a person can start to know more about yourself by the people that are drawn to you. And this is a big lesson in life. If a person starts to realize that you have a lot of people in your life that are not good for you then something about your energy is drawing these type of people to you sometimes they, they, they throw you off and you'll for sure have that but you have to think of you know what type of people are drawn towards you um obviously if they're drawn towards these classes people are drawn towards amuna they want they want light they want different things like that and one of the things i discovered about uh, my audience was that these were people that were like-minded like me also you know believe believe in, in family believe in you know, uh, you know, values and and and, and Amuna and the closest to Hashem. You know, we did a show. I think we started off this past Hanukkah tour in in Dallas, and there was almost as many non-Jews that signed up for it as there wow. were Jew, Jews. They find it was over. You know, two, was this 2, the bright lights people, or think, in about. summer? It's the bright lights. Yeah, this past uh, that was Chabad. Past Hanukkah. Yeah, it was Chabad over there. Two thousand people. Came yeah, in. so it was a beautiful, beautiful concert. Yeah, I saw the videos, but I started amazing. to think about it, even when you talk to the non-Jewish people, they're stopping you, and I started yeah. getting stopped more and more by people that were even you know yeah. that were not Jewish, and and just to hear what they're saying, what everything was about inspiration. You inspire sure. me. This was so uplifting. This was so. So that's who my audience. Is. That's what they want from me. So that made me stop and assess everything I'm doing and say, hold on, I need to reevaluate because Hashem 
the audience is bigger than just the audience. These are the neshamas that you put my world into to be mashpia on. Mm-hmm. Even if it's only a small little bit, it's not just the audience. These are Hashem, these are my people. These are these, you know, and I'm their guy. So I need to be able to give over give over their life. So that's the first thing is evaluation. What is my audience? What do they like? What are they? And I don't have all the 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 back end Google analytics to find out or whatever. Yeah. So I have to do real survey. I have to ask people. Uh. I have to see what they're saying to me. I have to take even the negative and the good and see what people are saying to me. So that that was a big help for me. And what I what I notice is is that so many people are just dying for light and inspiration and 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 we're in a, in a time and a generation right now where everything we we've gone through the covid experience of everybody seeing that uncertainty happens and then and then at that point everybody now knows no matter what you know political side you're on, nobody trusts the news nobody trusts it you know so there's nowhere for us to run to feel like we have yeah. some type of security so everybody's looking for more amuna more light so i think that the content is there is just finding the appropriate platforms Podcasts are very huge today because everybody is, you know, on the move, on the fly. They either want to watch it. I think the, you know, what we're doing here is beautiful. The discussion, the, yeah. the discussion of you get of, to real places, real life yeah. things, and, yeah. and, and and what people want more than anything. And I talked about this with Jack on my podcast sure. was uh, is honesty. People want to be, yeah. they want honesty, and they want to feel like I'm not the only one going through what I'm going through. Sure. And when people feel alone. That's that's when depression kicks in and all these other things. When a person feels like I'm mamish alone, nobody else feels me, and so that's why you're seeing, you know, you know, fortunately more uh, people like you know yeshivas like Fishers. You have Ravosh's Fisher. The whole thing is honest. There's some yeshivas called Nakuda Toba, and they have and they have that Indian. But there's a lot of other yeshivas that that's the whole Indian is that they bring out the Nakuda Toba, the good point in the person, sure. through a way of honest, being sure. honest with yourself. Where am I holding? What type of individual am I? So I think that there's wonderful platforms, podcasts, and everything. I don't think nothing's not happening over here. So I think sure. that uh, they stay on the right course. Amazing. So there there is a potential for us right now, being the way the world is to really impact and bring Amuna global. Would you be able to say anything, like, just if you could hold it up, the booklet, Absolutely. and just just give a little push to, like... Reading, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Trying to in between the... Sure. In, in between the how's it How's it work, like, in terms of getting that love unconditional towards all of humanity? You know, this is Rav Orish, it's almost revolutionary. Teaching people that making events are very important and building all these, you know, uh, unity platforms i'm very much into unity personally as i'm sure you've seen in my email and all right, my other stuff right, right. united souls someone asked me what's my mission statement i said two words united souls right just bring right. people together that's it that's right. all i really very care true. about very true but um that's very true of you but so that you have to know what your mission statement is and some we talked about that here before but ravorish's mission statement of bringing a muna is teaching us that we to come to love of other people we really have to pray on it it's not yeah, going to happen just from happen established so. it's very very hard yeah. and the rav has been speaking about this for years it's just only now that he he was able to see that he needed to speak on this more uh through what hashem revealed to him which i have no doubt about it that this mamish came from shemaim um but the it, it's even deeper i i i had to think about this and Hashem helped me out with this one time also too, through my learning from the Rav and learning through the form of the Rav, is that I, you know, I had a thought one time. Everybody has somebody that 
you can't stand, <laughs> right? Or, or you, 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 you have certain personalities that this person just mamish rubs me the wrong way. Or whether there's an actual conflict or there's no real actual conflict there. But one of the things is that, that, that really helped me was I stopped one day and I thought I was somewhere and I, and a person that was in there that we, we don't, our energy doesn't, doesn't mesh. And I stopped and I thought, and I said that that person over there, that's Hashem's baby. And Hashem is head over the heels in love with that person. <laughs> Who am I to have a problem with that person? Who am I? Now, I can have that for a moment, but I took that with tears to the fields and talking to Hashem. But like, it was such a, a big thing for me that I was able to really be, be macabre that thought, to, to be able to bring down a thought like this. I don't know. I think it came from the Rob's Sephorum and how much he's always talked about having Havas Israel. And 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 reason why he's loved by so many is because of that love that he gives to so many other people. So I think that the the biggest thing is is you have to dive in and take these things to the fields really honestly, on loving people unconditionally. That thought for me was like the one of the the biggest things in the world. Like that made me realize that I have no right like Hashem. And, and so when I was facing my own challenges, uh, it's been it's been public now. Had a lot of trouble getting my my one of my kids in the school. Was very, it's actually very the main climax of Wikipedia. If you go there, really, <laughs> yeah, I think it needs to be updated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've gone so further from that, right? Then. Yeah, so so beyond that. Yeah. And so I, I, I definitely had had a very very tough time. But so many people afterwards came up to me and says, "How can you continue? Like you know, with everything you like so still gun hole about a shim and everything like that. And look at what what's happening to you. Look how sure. people are treating you. And I went through a rough time." We're trying, and uh, Hashem, my, my kids are in beautiful schools now. Shout out to the whole Beit Shemesh cover. I love Beit Shemesh. But I, 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 I had a tough time, and I thought, there was two thoughts for me. First off, the first thing was, I thought that, like, I, I came to, to Judaism with Hashem. Like, that's what I came with. I didn't come in with the most dose with the schools, I didn't come in with anybody mm -hmm. else. I, didn't come. I came because I fell in love with Hashem, and Hashem brought me here, and I was able to see the light from Hashem. So the only person that's going to push me out of here would be Hashem. It's not going to be because of other people. Number two, one of my biggest is... I've been down. Down. And I've been twisted. Twisted. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So many battles on the home front, I think I'ma need a backup Every time I think I got it, then I seem to stumble backwards Many surprises when you rise and the little things become so giant Confusion takes a hold of me, then I forget who I am But I don't forget whose I am, see I need restoration Hanging on for dear life, looking for how I could escape here I've been endowed with great fear, picking up pieces from my pieces I've been shattered many times, and they wonder why I'm sleepless But please don't leave me speechless and may my prayers always reach there I could move mountains when I speak to you uh, No matter how far the jump I'll lead to you You can't keep me from you No, no I've been down Down And I've been twisted Twisted Oh, Lord yeah. Get me lifted I am above the stars Stars The 
hardest thing to deal with is to move without feelings Seeing signs on all sides but don't know what your will is Don't know what the real is Feeling my back's against the wall Seeing all of my mistakes And I desire to fix them all but without you it's impossible And from my inside type of call but then it don't even ring They all say how much you love me so how could it be That you would let me destroy myself I need saving from me And when they ride inside my book use my tears as the ink So they can testify on me all I did to break free and to glorify your name I gave back what you gave to me I'm falling down so can you lift me Shot in New York. Thank you so much. Eze yofi nisi. Tada. Eze shir. Tada ama. Tada ama. Thank you, Hashem. Any brothers in the house? Yes, we are here for our 75th Amuna class. We do not have the honor of Rev. Dine Algon in the studio. We're going to dedicate this class. I have the name right here on my phone. His name is Rev. Dine Algon and Shalom Ben Shoshana Bela. Should have a Fuishlema. Fortunately, he was in an accident this previous week, and I just got notified by him himself. So we're dedicating this class. He, please, God, will have a comeback, hopefully in the new week. And obviously, our wonderful host, Rev. Shalom Ben Yamna. That is a big focus, but guests who made it, who was a surprise last minute guest, who very kindly obliged in the previous week to join us. Our holy brother, Nissim Black, is in the studio. So <laughs> we give a, if we could have like cheers and applause, we'd have that sound effect. There are some cheesy podcasts that do that. You know, they have, I don't know, Joe Biden, like stuff. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Ali. So we're really excited today because even though we miss the Rabbonim and we want them to be here more than more than we don't, but since this is the reality and since we always are about Amunah and going with the Rots and Hashem, we're going to focus on a new flow from Nissan Black. We're going to hear what where he's at. It's been a while since he came by. Last time he was here, we did a wonderful song 
lifted in the studio and it's thank god got a lot of good of en energy on our hebrew channel and english channel and now he's already re released the official version after lagboma but i'm sure there's been so much more going on uh, as well as his podcast and music and also we hear some great sounds of uh, upcoming documentary or sort of how you're going to have to explain it to us you know i i didn't I mentioned it in our classes that you're doing something great like that, but I didn't want to give any, you know, sort of false way of explaining it. I wanted it to be from the man himself. And today we're going to get that kind of um, wonderful, exclusive word from Nissan Black. And it's very big Saturday Shemaya that today's class is coming out on a special time of year where we're sort of in between. You know, we've had the Sphere days. We're not in the three weeks, thank God, yet. We're sort of in this like Siam to Chodesh Nissan. It's a special time with the summer approaching and it gives us opportunity to thank God to get ready for the coming new year, which it really comes fast. So let's just give everyone a big blessing for a healthy, energized summer. Everyone should be healthy. We should be safe from any forms of illness and Corona challenges or any kind of travel issues. Everyone should be able to get around. I myself this week going to Amsterdam, excited to go there. Simchas and please God, people should just be able to move around and get done what they need to do with health and happiness. The next point is we want to give a big thank you to all our feedback, all our wonderful followers, you guys who every week not only do you say wonderful things, but you also ask questions and make this class very real. We've got over 40,000 views in the last few classes, each of them, and even one heading up to 60,000. It means a lot to us that you guys are watching and sharing. And so let's do some feedback. Thank you, Rev Elgrod, and everyone, your team, for the advice of peace in the world. It helped deal with the current challenges and prepare for the summer months the best way. So that's great feedback. Shalom Rabbeinu Orish. Beautiful advice. I want to say it's very true because we see the miracles of the Creator and can see differences when you are reading the Psalms 100 every day. Uh, that is another one of our, Rav Orish's wonderful campaigns, Ms. Mola Soda. We reposted that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the correction for the Ashkenazim. Yeah. We need that Swadi warmth. We mentioned that last time. I was talking to Dr. Epstein, our previous guest. We'll mention that in a minute. And he, we had a joke that a Swadi guy came up to us in Uman. We were all being very Ashkenazi. Do you remember this comment? We we're all getting all very heavy with all our, like, you know, Cheshbonus, our thoughts. And he comes up to us, a nice Swadi guy, as we're by the, uh, you know, the coffee place and says, Atem Ashkenazim. We said, you're, you're Ashkenazi. We said, yeah. He said, Rafua Shlema. Shlema. And I was like, Amen. And I understood what he meant. It wasn't, God forbid, anything like negative. He just meant it from love. That we need to have that full healing of not being overly too busy with our thoughts and just be a little bit more Munat Peshuta and Tamimus like Rabbeinu wants. Shana, anyway, let's go ahead. So Ms. Molasodi, you say 100, uh, Psalm 100 eight times, and that's the Rav Orish's wonderful advice. Todara Barabainu for showing a beautiful videos. Cookie Monster wrote, Peace and love to Israel and to the whole world. That's on Yonatan Balayish's class. Thank God we're being able to post a few of his every week. Cookie Monster also wrote, Love and helping with Chuba. This message is good. It resonates for sure. I'm really enjoying these beautiful glasses. Someone else wrote, Great Sheer. Dan Cohen wrote, The goal is so so soulful thank you doctor for the reminder of the power of being here now josh crow wrote thank you rabbi for this teaching my shem bless your life someone else wrote thank you rabbi lg cynthia and will smith wrote 
so a little more so much i'm not going to just give a like there's so much more than this i'm going to give a love and that's what they did someone on ben shapiro's podcast uh, um no actually wasn't ben shapiro it was a meaningful people hosted ben shapiro yeah. and they wrote i just realized ben shapiro needs rabbi nachman of breslov well, that was a funny comment that I decided to bring here. <laughs> he needs Hasidus in general, someone else wrote. I don't know. I, no, he, he, he's doing pretty good. No, he, no, no. So, yeah. You know, the referencing, been, yeah. I, I actually seen the podcast. It's yeah. been, uh, been as a sweetie, but he was very, very, um, he's very open and transparent about his yeah. trouble that he has with the feeling. That's true. And so he went on to say inside of this podcast that his, his troubles with the feeling is the fact that it's rote. And I'm saying the same thing every single day. And it's very, very hard for me to connect to that. He said a few other details, but this was the most of the what he was saying. And, and he said over there that it's something very hard to keep saying the same things over and over and over again to Shim and expecting sure. that you're going to be able to feel very, very connected to it. So, um, so the same thing that that person just commented was the same thing that I thought, the same thing that my <laughs> wife thought was the same thing, is that he needs to be interest, introduced to, to his vote of this, you know. And I only been needs Rabbeinu, we all need Rabbeinu, we need that, we need Reb Shimon, we need the Tzadikim to be able to show us, as the, the Ramchal says, that they, they, they stand at the top of the maze and they guide us out out the way. So well, we need the Tzadikim for sure. So Ben just doesn't know he needs the tzaddik. So <laughs> he was challenged on his tefillas. I haven't been able to talk to him. Uh, well, the, the <laughs> interesting point is if you can I directly give him feedback about it because he was open to right. hear more about it. Right. And through the meaningful people, I think right. also Yaakov Langer's podcast as well it came up as well. Inspiration for both, the nation. Yeah, also, right. both of those podcasts there was a mention of this point. And thank God we have our monocast because that's really. Being a student of Rav Oresh, you know, Nissan Black definitely has a, a Masoira, a tradition from the Breslov, a tradition to go ahead with the importance of prayer. And we're going to discuss that very much today, I hope, especially about loving everyone unconditionally. That's going to be a big focus of today's class with a new flow, even though the Rav spoke about it months ago before he was unwell. Uh, but it's something which needs his chaskus, and and this is a concept from Rabbi Nachman that you have, and Dr. Epstein mentioned it last week. You have to constantly begin again and again with every avoda. You can't just rely on the energy from months before. It's a constant chaskus, a renewal, and that's what we're going to do today with Nissan Black himself. He's going to help us with that. So uh, hopefully Ben Shapiro, if you're listening, and uh, meaningful people, and Yaakov Langer, take note, and uh, hopefully it will help with the inspiration towards prayer so that was only the uh the comments on their video thank you dear rab laser for these wonderful share hashem bless you greatly from a b'nai noach amuna group thanks for having me hashem bless us all and that's it thank you hashem for giving us our team um, we really hope for rab dynago to return soon thank god for these classes i'm going to go ahead with nissen black i'm not going to give an intro I think that would be uh, unnecessary. So let's just go straight to the first question. And I think it's a hard one. And the question is, I'm stuck. Yeah. Right. I, maybe I need a Makubu, a Kabbalist. And uh, I know this person. I'm not going to say details. Other than one of the things I know they're stuck with, I think, is Shaduchim. I think that's really where they're having the most trouble with finding their soulmate. Right. So uh, if we could just give help rather than suggesting uh, you know, different mukabalim. How how can we help right. them directly? So, so I, I I think it's a it's a question that comes across a lot of people's mind when they uh, 
in, in many different facets in life. Whether you struggle with Shidduch, you can't figure out what it is. Now, first thing is that the person should be very, very happy. Because the reason why you should be happy already is that you, you've come to the, to the point of knowing that it's only Hashem. So you didn't seek out that there was going to be some type of physical means. You want to go to a person that's a tzaddik, someone that's a representative of Hashem. So that's already something to be the simcha about. Look, that already I'm not attributing, you know, my my lacking whatever it is, especially in ruchnis. I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not attributing my lacking um, of that fulfillment of that desired thing based on some type of physical thing. So the first thing is that we have to be happy that we believe in Hashgaka, Hashem Hashgaka. So the second thing is, is that a person should always know that the the way that the tzaddikim lead us and the holy people, the righteous people lead us to Hashem is by way of coaching. They will never hear and never intend to actually do the work for us, but they're actually here to have lay out a blueprint for us to be able to walk through the same exact way. So going to... Uh, you know, a Mekubal, a Kabbalist, uh, someone that's very, very um, well-versed in, 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 in the different Olamos and the different worlds, is something very great. I want to tell you something I heard by a very, very great Mekubal. And, uh, his name is uh, Rav Ichimai Morgenstern, Baruch Hashem. I've had the opportunity to also come close to him over the last year or so. And I was at one of his classes, and he was speaking, and uh, and he was talking about very, very deep things, very deep in Yanam he was bringing up, and he was talking about entering into the to the different rooms, if I could say, basically relating to the sphere and talking about going into this world of Keter. Anybody that knows Kabbalah, they'll know I'm not going to give any extra explanations. And he says that a person that knows the proper Yehudim knows how to enter into all these different worlds. They know how to make, you know, these things. Now, it already sounds complicated, I'm sure. <laughs> So, but he said that a person that has the power of his bodhidus, has these, this simple amuna uh, 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 to be able to talk to Hashem in one's own words, he says this person enters in through the rooms with the axe. They break down all the doors. They're not using any keys. They're breaking down all the doors. So the, the, the truth is, is that each one of us was supplied exactly what we need in order for us to be able to receive whatever Yeshua that we need, whatever it is that we want. It's not to say... Not to go to rabbis, not to go to big people. But the thing is that I've always had the approach with Rav Arush is, is, is my love in my heart. But I generally would never come to him and ask him a question unless I worked it out for a long time in the fields, talking to Hashim about it, talking to Chaverim that I'm very close, that also are very, very, um, um, very, very involved in the union of, of coming close to Hashim and trying to work on themselves. And then only after I've really worked it out will I go to Rav. And, and, and a person, you know, especially when it comes to something like Shiduchim, we don't know the price of what these things cost that we really want to achieve. We don't know how much effort of prayer uh, and crying that Hashem requires from us. And, and, and at the moment where a person feels like they, 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 they just want to give up or they're looking for some other solution, that's the time to really turn it up the next time because we know for sure that that's one of the main tricks employees of the other side is to stop a person and make them feel defeated. So I think... If I will go that way, I heard a beautiful story, just really quick before we go to the next one. Uh, the, the, the Rav himself has said many years ago that uh, someone 
had come to him and said that you know he he, he wanted a bracha because of because of Ayan Hara because of the evil eye people were looking looking upon him with the evil eye uh, that you know because of that he was having trouble with Parnasa and whatever Hatzlaka success that he wanted he was having trouble with it that particular person Arab said to him. Do you keep Shabbos? Do you keep? He's like, no, I don't keep Shabbos. I don't. I don't keep. He says, I don't know if I and her is the problem. I don't know if the evil eye is the problem, right? So sometimes we look for extra spiritual thing when really Hashem is just desiring that we talk to Him more and we pull out more. So I don't know if a mekubal kabbalist is the is a solution. Not saying that it can't help, but at the time when a person's feeling major tsar, you just don't want to overlook your your tefillas and your power that Hashem already gave you. Well, I do want to ask a question on top of that, and your answer was really important. I was th- thinking in a similar line, but you really explained it very well, and I do feel that it's one of the blessings of having Rav as as a teacher is helping us understand that we ourselves have the power of prayer, and, right. and not to, I mean, I heard Gedalia talk very strong not to just run after Mukubalim and Kabbalists, not that they're not, so some of the legit real ones are not holy and helpful and needed, but it's just, it's very important for us to, to run to Hashem, like, right, right, to really have that, that focus on our, and this is what Hashem yeah. wants from us, Hashem wants from us to, to come in, 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 to talk to Him, and even a person that, you don't know how big your prayers are, you know, the, the Kabbalists and the Kabbalists and real tzaddikim, they're, they're by Hashem, they're in His office every single day, right? Uh, what would it look like for us who are not in his office every single day to really let out a real cry and we bust in the bust in the office and the ship? Sure. We don't think he's going to stop what he's doing over there to take care of us. So we don't understand the impact of what our prayers are as simple people who are crying out and looking for whatever you're sure that we need, what that's going to do when we actually take it upon ourselves to actually dive in, to cry out to Hashem and to, and to bust into his office, so to speak. Well... So one of the things I, I feel very honored about, and it's going to be a question to you, Nassim. Mm-hmm. I feel, one, blessed to know you as a person. I was just at Likewise. a recent program called Awesome Students, and they wanted to hear the story, how I met you, and there's other things as well. But it was amazing, you know, the journey of, and uh, just the fact that we've been friends for all these years, and I've seen what really has stood out for me personally, and this is a big compliment, and but maybe it's not a big compliment, maybe it's just reality, but uh, this is how I perceive it, and my wife as well, and we were talking about it, that you've really gone to a very real place mm-hmm. with your music and your journey, and it comes over now when you're talking publicly and in the new songs as well. And, I mean, I'd love to hear more news about that, but that without getting to the external level of how, you know, the plan and what you're going to be involved, we'll get to that hopefully at some point today. But I want to hear also, like, on the inner level, you mentioned from from your your rabbi of Morgenstern, you know, his holy Mukubal, this idea of Hekolis and there's there's worlds and you said you don't really know, but on some level I feel like maybe there is some insight that people can get that they do have inner worlds that they don't know about. Right. And that there is this whole journey within that people are unaware of nowadays. And it's a shame because they they always go to run to like a psychologist, a therapist, in some cases they need to, but they're not enough, and I know this myself, that people aren't doing enough of the inner work, the right. inner connection, right. the soul level, the the spiritual level. So how can you help us like believe in that more, to know that that's really the true reality, that what the Siddiquim are talking about is not is not just ideas, it's it's the actual MS, it's the true emet of life. Right. So I think the, the biggest thing is, is how the person starts. You know, you, you go to a beautiful shear, 
and you hear the rabbi say beautiful things, or the rebbetzin, or whatever. And there's 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 generally there's many different type of people, two two type of people in general that hear it, and 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 both will get inspired. But one in particular just just really is inspired at the moment, even if they have just somewhat of a thought of putting it in their head. But at some point they say, yeah, but this is still a little bit above me. You know, this is a little bit above me. And you have the other person who is inspired, and when they hear it, they want to do every single thing Whoa. that they heard immediately, right? And and I think the balance may be a little bit, a little bit, in between. But I know from me myself, you know, talking to a lot of people who are from from birth, they grew up religious their entire life. A lot of these people, as you know, struggle um, um, with re- religion. Um, and and it's in and they have a different struggle than what a Balchuva will have or what a Gertzedic will have. But one of the things I've noticed more than anything is that there's somewhat of a a a I don't know, like a veil over people's eyes to where they hear all these beautiful things and they've heard it and all these things for so long that it, it hasn't become real to them, right? As opposed to where a person like me who came from the outside looking in, everything that I read of I just wanted to do. People ask me, was it hard to keep Shabbos? Was it hard to, like, when you start? No, the moment I fell in love with the Shem, my, fi- my fire inside, my heart was burning to come close to Shem so much that it was so easy. I was looking for the next thing I could do or not do, right, in yeah. order to be pleasing to Shem, right? And because, and nothing was ever, you have to, it's, uh, you get to, you get to. So, because I was dealing with Hashem directly. So, it's a much harder in some in some aspects when a person is raised in a sense of, you have to, you have to, you have to. And they have to rearrange the relationship with Hashem to a place of where you get to, when everything becomes a you get to. And to go on a deeper level when a person starts to get to know themselves is that this takes a lot of time spending, spending a lot of time with Hashem. And, 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 and it's one of those things that happens automatically. Even if a person goes to Hashem for some, you know, medial thing, they, I, I don't know, they want their favorite soccer team to win, the, you know, the World Series. I don't know what it was. The, the cup, I don't know. I don't watch soccer, so I don't know what, what happens at the end. Um, so, but then, in the end, the more and more a person goes to spend time with Hashem, I always say you take two good friends. Yeah. And you allow them to spend a lot of time together. What you'll notice is a lot of different similarities between them. Even if a person knows them, you know, they have a mutual friend that don't know that they know each other, it will be something about that other one that always reminds them of the other person. That's because they spend so much time together. Uh, and I joke about this, uh, you know, I've said this before, that some people spend so much time with the pets that they start looking like their dogs. I don't know if everybody <laughs> else has seen it. I've definitely seen people look like the dog. But, you know, something about this spending time with the with the other person that they start to rub off on you, you start to rub off on them. When a person sets aside time to go and spend time with Hashem, then you get to know Hashem. And ultimately, you get to know yourself. And that power of influence, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will not influence Hashem. He will be influencing you only. And the more and more time that you spend with Him, these different things in, in, in Kohot, these... Uh, how you say, these uh, strengths, strengths and, and powers and things powers, that you yeah. never even knew existed inside of you, 
they start to be illuminated and you start to go, wow, I, I believe in myself a little bit more. I believe in myself a little bit more. I believe in myself a little bit more. And ultimately, a person's immune grows just from this this building, this relationship with the Shem. It's the most beautiful thing in the in the and the sensitivity, the hergish, the the light, the fire. It's a completely different life. Anybody that knows this that's really, really involved in in and making Hashem their best friend, as Rav Nachman will put it, is that a person goes out and spends time to and talks with Hashem, and this, what happens automatically is Hashem starts to show you your own light, and you start to glow. Everybody will see it. It will only, only be visible to you. It will be visible to other people, that this certain, this chain, this this, yeah. this favor, shines upon the person, and, and, and then out of that starts to come all these different things. So I travel a lot. And and I, I have to go to a lot of different places that will put me in a lot of you know un- uncomfortable situations. I would say I would say the situations are comfortable, but the environments usually are not always comfortable for me. And it doesn't take much, uh, as much as people see my videos and they hear I'm out there and stuff like that. Like my kids just saw my videos like a year ago, something wow. like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you can imagine what the, you know what the home is like in in terms. So I, I'm not as outgoing as I am. I would say even my wife is more wow. outgoing, but she's more close. It's like weird. And I'm more out, out we balance each close. other. We balance each other. Yeah. So, but I said that to say that be, because of that, there's a there's a particular toy from Rav Nachman that I always, I try to learn every time I'm on the plane or I'm going. I think it's in uh, Torah 59, where it talks about when you're going out to be machar of other people, everybody has problems, everybody has some raw, some evils, everything that's attached, and in order for you to not allow, every, I got my own problems, I don't need anybody else's problems being attached to me, person has to spend a lot of time, and, and, and he both do, to be able to make sure that, you know, your problems stay your problems, and all these these other things stay out that that you're going out because you're being around a lot of different people, whether it's emotional disorders or there's there's actual you know spiritual things, contamination, whatever it is. That person has to daven and pray uh, for for a long time in order that when they go out, they'll be able to be protected by Shem's fiery fiery angels. Wow. So, so look, so we're we're experiencing these things. These are real time, right. like part of our journey, right. and and this is something which can help people understand that tefillah is real, prayer is real. So real. And it goes together with learning, it goes together with our daily life, our family. Now, what are the things that people would want to know? And I know for sure it's a question that will come up. Now that your children are not growing up with the, the search, and I have the same question myself, I was mm-hmm. about tuba, I was a Gesedic. Mm-hmm. Now they're growing up from from birth, you know, right. inverted commas, I'd rather they weren't, you know. Right. <laughs> As Rav Taubor says, from from thought, they should actually <laughs> come to the Yiddishkeit through actually also journeying. Right. That's my hope, personally. That's my answer back. But how would you answer that? How do you see them also going on their journey and also searching for Shem, or it's like they're just coming another yeah, from? Yeah, I, 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 I see both, uh, and yeah. I'm very, very like impressed when I see see the other things. But I, one of the things that I, I've learned um, is what makes the difference is that the children themselves are, and this it starts at a very young age. When you and I and I remember one time that me and my brother-in-law were just noticing it. Shout out to my brother-in-law Yosef. Yosef, yes. big, big tzaddik. And that that our kids, when they got together and they wanted to play, they they make fake taluses and tefillin and they daven with a lot of But that's what they seen. And when I remember my kids were here in Shalom Benayich when we were still in Yerushalayim. In the in the cheder here that the Rebbe said that your son Yaakov he's davened with so much he's loving so much, and and the thing was 
is that he was just mimicking what he saw me do when I would take him to shul or if I had to dive in at home or whatever. This is this is the way he saw tefillah, and, and and these are the things. And I thought about it as my kids, you know, are now getting older. The more and more they hear Imuna in the house, the more and more they hear, you know, me and my wife talking and praising the tzaddikim and having these conversations. So I start to notice my kids, they want to leave the table early for Shabbos or whatever. So we do, it's left with me and my wife and maybe an older kid or two or whatever. So other kids, you know, they, they, they're interested in playing or whatever. So what do I do? I sit there, I don't give over the very Torah. Even if you don't give a Devar Torah, kids don't want to hear Devar Torah. So what I could do... And what I do, I just start engaging in a conversation with the Muna about my about it with my wife, just words or just things that have been inspired me. She tells me what she heard in the shiur. I I tell her what I what I learned. Or grab a safer, and, and this excitement starts to get up. And then the kids also want to come. And then they come back to the game and they start asking nice. questions. And they start and and I think that the, the person doesn't understand. You know, we don't understand how much we need to be constantly speaking Amuna in the house. This is what the kids need to be hearing because really it's going to come out to what what do you, how much of, of what's going on. They're spending how many X hours a day at school and, and unfortunately, no matter what the school is, they're hearing all type of shit and rubbish and everything else like that. So, and they may be able to spend more time. The older the kids get, especially by the boys, they're spending much more time in, in the yeah. yeshiva than they are at home. So what's what's yeah, it going to be? I mean, I've got while sleeping so, out already. So, yeah. so so truthfully, you almost don't Yeshiva. have any time yeah. to be talking stam about nothing that doesn't have nothing to do with Amuna and Avodah Hashem because the only time they may be able to get something actually yeah. is by big you responsibility outside parents, of the yeah. shear. So it it, it it causes us to work yeah. on ourselves. But this is something that I see that the kids need to be constantly. And in this bubble of hearing about Emuna and, and Kirvas Hashem coming close to Hashem and Tefillah. And so that's one thing that I've really taken upon myself to really work on with my kids. And I noticed it. And I said, uh, I had one is. thing, one of the points that I've, my wife and I've tried to bring, and I hope this is helpful for whoever's listening, is to bring the struggles that we go through also, like show, show a little bit of vulnerabilities and, and how we've had to, you know, really work on ourselves to overcome a lot of the struggles. And we needed that Satadishmai heavenly help or connection to Sadiqim to, to get us through those difficult moments. And, you know, right. one of the Torahs that really help in my home and everyone enjoys hearing the stories is often Rabideman has amazing stories every week. He puts out yeah, the right. Torah's Wellspring. There's also, um, you know, there's, uh, thank God, there's Chabad. They have all these sheets, you know, and then there's mm-hmm. Breslov have all their sheets. All these Torah sheets that can help, like, just begin the discussion there's like an amazing story and you give it over spray of a sadik and it helps get everyone in that focus of the you know this is the avid the energy of our house but it sometimes it's difficult but one of the biggest moments of nachas that i get is when i see my children choose it themselves right right Right. And they actually are giving over. Like right. they suddenly come to an awareness and understanding. I mean, I've got a bit older kids, older teenagers, and suddenly, like, they're by Kivrei Sadiqim, nothing to do with me. I never told them when right. to go. Right. And they're giving over Gemara that they were inspired by in a Torah concept. Right. <clears throat> or they're working on, on a Mido or something. And it's it, that's really a lot of Nachas when you right. see it coming from them. Right. And not even from a Rebbe or anyone, from their own, from their own, yeah, own search. initiative. So we'll get to the next question. I think this was an important discussion. Hope all is well, Ellie. I try to work on myself and my midas daily. I find it very difficult with my personal prayers. I have the tendency to do things which are good and I have a tendency to isolate and lose my amuna when things are not so good. Don't we all in some way? To the human eye, I'm a simple Jew that wants to share everything with Shem. 
When I complain, I feel guilty because I'm really blessed. There is pain, there are challenges. It's a fact. And I need to feel Hashem, which I do sometimes. Ellie, I don't know what to do. I feel stuck, cold to. So I'm not going to answer that, even though they asked me. I don't feel like right now the right mindset to answer. So we're going to ask Rav Nisim, Nemer Ravorish, his, his Rebbe, and, and his uh, a host here. So let's hear a beautiful answer. Um, so, Moon is one of those things where Mama should. It, it waxes and it wanes, and, and I don't know if it's particularly the the moon itself, but rather the that the you know sometimes we have a we have a hergish, we have a feeling of that closeness to Hashem, that sometimes when we're on a spiritual high, we feel it very much so, and sometimes we're in a state of like uh, you know uh, where, where it leaves or feels, or they call it mochon dekatnis, where the mind is somewhat is not able to grasp that beautiful light that we felt and we felt you know all the samuna so the question is what to do when you're down Reb Nachman talks about this uh, many other tzaddikim talk about this but of course Reb Nachman it, it tells us that to, to not be a fool to not not believe in the second that Hashem has left you not to believe for a second that Hashem is not hearing you to feel us, that Hashem is not with you. Hashem is with you, and He desires every single word from you. And sometimes Hashem wants to, you know, it's like a baby who, who, who's walking, and you're holding their hands. And they're taking steps, they're taking steps. And the moment you just pull your hands back a little bit, a little bit, they get a little nervous, get a little nervous. But what are you doing? You're asking them to take a few more steps to come to you. And this is how Hashem works with us sometimes. He'll pull his hands back, and he'll say, take a few more steps, a few more steps, and... We can't fall. Some babies will fall on the on the on the tukis and they'll start crying and start crying, and start crying. But what Hashem wants us to do is take, keep taking a few steps because He wants us to learn how to walk. And so and and so that's sort of what it is. Like sometimes with the tefillah, where sometimes it feels like I, I I lost it and I lost my muna. But we have to work so hard. So another thing is that 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 um, I think it actually says in the Lekutei Alachot, Reb Nassim says, I think in Choshen Mishpat. I think this Torah is, and it's it's based on the Torah of Lekutei Maran, Torah Dalit, where 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 Reb Nachman, um, they bring over there that Paro his dreams. That when Paro had the seven years of of good times, he had yeah. seven years of where it was plentiful. He saw, and then he saw that there was going to be seven years of of famine, which yeah. is basically the interpretation of the dream. That what we're supposed to learn from this is that sometimes we have an aliyah. And so at the moment that we have this aliyah, this up that we that we have in Hashem, is, we feel that close to the Shem, we have our moon, it's flying. We're supposed to grab every single thing that you can and hold on to it as long as you possibly can. Rabbi Nachman says, if you have a hero tshuva, you have a moment or a thought of tshuva, don't move from the place. Take advantage of it. Stand in that place and to mamish soak up all of that light because what happens generally after aliyah is the yurida. Not to stay down because Hashem wants to... He wants a renewal. He's chachis. He wants that, that beginning love that when everything was sweet in the beginning, when you first ran after him in the desert, when everything was brand new, Hashem wants to reset that because he never wants us to ever come to a place where it's stale. So because of that, we have these moments where we have to descend somewhat and, and, and to find our way through this dark room and to fill around, but Hashem expects that we're going to get to the other side, and He'll send us a drop of light here, a drop of light here, a drop of light here. So you have to save up. And what happens is, I think it was in the Siva Shalom talked about it with Yosef Hatzadik when he was when he was running, his Aleph, the first sefer uh, of the Nesiva Shalom in, uh, of the set, his Aleph and base where he is some Marm there, and he says over there that Yosef Hatzadik, he 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 was Mamish finish. 
he was chalash. By the time he came that last time, and he had the wife of, of, of Potiphar who was chasing after him, he, he, was, he was weak, he was finished, he was done. All the Mephoshim talk about it. Rashi talks about it. He was finished. And what happens is he was able to run. How? But he had nothing. His hergish was gone. He didn't feel Hashem. When Avraham Avinu was going to do the Kedah, said Hashem left. He didn't feel anything anymore. He yeah. was blidat, blidat. He didn't have the dot to know like we do before we say, well, I'm not going to eat any more cake or anything. Mm -hmm. As soon as the cake's there, then the <laughs> dot's gone. He forgot that he said it. He forgot all that, whatever. He has no more power. He said everything was gone. But the thing is, is that there works so much in their moon and Hashem that the body did it itself. They yeah. grabbed so much during that time of light that by the time they faced the time where they felt Hashem was far away from them, they still were able to pull it off because the moon and they had worked it mamish into their bones. So yeah. the whole body did it themselves. So we, we, we have to take advantage of the time when we have that light and that kirvas Hashem and the sweetness and our moon is strong to be able to carry it with us during the dark times. And if you can, Rabbi had said this many years ago. I don't know how much he, he's saying it uh, these days, but the Rav had, had always meant that not only a gratitude, but a person should write when Hashem does miracles for you, when you experience Hashem, so that you can always go back to that book and look and say, look, Hashem brought me out. And when I'm in a time yeah. of darkness, a star was He loves hidden, those stories. Thank to you, To be Hashem. able to go back and be like, wow, Hashem, you, you, you helped me, so I can hold on to it even in this dark time. That's it. Thank you, Hashem. I see miracles. That's... That almost turns the darkness into light. Always. Just, but it's just by thanking Hashem. And I remember Gedalia talking about we always have to be on like a soldier ready for the for the battle situation. Absolutely. And that's the training we're doing in the good times. Right. right. So he sees it that way as well. I mean, it's amazing answers. I really appreciate it. But a big part of our class is music. <laughs> and, you know, being that you're a, a rapper, a hip hop artist and... You know, we always feel like we the studio asking, do you think he'll do a song? You know, we always feel nervous <laughs> to put you on the spot, um, being that this is your art and something very. I mean, one of the things I I saw what was nice to see you in a different context was be heard. It was a session you did before Pesach. I think I helped organize it with uh -huh. Ben Sian Klatsky, and it was nice to see you like commenting on musicians mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. publicly giving feedback. And there was a, a new group of artists that are you know trying. And uh, it just the shizzle, I think, have been putting it out in little sections. They just yeah, put out a new one, a uh, proper edited version. It was really nice. And really nice. it's just amazing to see you in different contexts. So, but we do want some music. So, yeah. how do we, how do we, <laughs> how are you going to do this? I mean, we can put, we can put on the video after because this is uh, recorded. We can put a video on after. Yeah, I, lifted. That, that's so prepared. I lifted is the song we should put out there. Yeah, we should put out lifted. Show, show Amazing. Lifted video. The full video, the yeah. official video. Yeah, so, you know, we're working really hard right now on new music. That's um, it. You know, a new song is coming out. I'm trying to make it make sure that it's every four to six weeks. Nice. And something like that, that we're releasing a new song. So we already have the next video in the bag. It's ready to come. Wow. And then I think I'm going to shoot like four four videos over two days or something wow. like that. Any insights as the video is coming? Huh? Are you allowed to say? Uh, no, I have one video. It's called uh, Human Greatness with a wow. wonderful singer named uh, Dustin Paul. He's amazing. Wow. And uh, we shot this video in New York. Same time we did Lifted, the next day we shot this video. Dustin Paul is a new uh, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'll, you'll hear him. That, you know, for a lot of us haven't you know heard of him that much, but he's... It, not not because of his talent, because the guy's out of this world. He's amazing. So we have a beautiful song coming out. So and then I have that, and um, obviously you mentioned the HBO series that's uh, that's being worked on right now. So uh, which is something I'm I'm very involved with, very in caution. It's a it's a drama comedy based nice. on my life story. 
Um, and we, we were approached by a lot of different people. And you know, even back when, when, when you were more involved, yeah. um, you know, being approached by a lot of different people from Queen Latifah and other groups sure. on Netflix and different things from my story. And um, what felt comfortable about this one was that we were doing comedy. So uh, my, my desire was that it wasn't going to leave anybody with opinions. You know, nice. like, you know, I feel like a lot of, uh, media and television today is all about leaving people having agendas to leave yeah. leave a leave an opinion. And Narrative. My, my job yeah. is only to, you know, inspire people. And if I can make them laugh through inspiration, then that would be my goal. So, as long as in the in the series is is you know is is is, is underway, um, but the only thing is is that the only way I know that you'll see it is if it's inspirational and it's funny. If it's not inspirational, it's funny. It's not coming out. So, uh, so. so we're going to have to pray a lot that it comes together. Will there Will be music together? incorporated? Like, yeah, the, the, the music, I'm, I'm doing all the soundtrack, the music oh, board, and, you know, um, it doesn't spend a whole lot of time in my past life, so that's why it's not really a documentary. Also, so, you know, it's sort of like the, the, the major parts, embellished comedy of, of you know, what you have to experience as being African-American coming from the neighborhood of a place I grew up and then being in the world of Hasidus, like trying to navigate yourself. So uh, hopefully we're able to do it with, with class and in a way that it should be a Kiddush Hashem and nice. everything like that is what we're working on. So. I have a question. Would it be like, remember Eddie Murphy's style where he used to do all the characters himself? <laughs> that's that's what I'm pushing for. That's you know, like I remember you did a Purim story like with right. Yosef back in the day and you're standing there. Right, like, right, right. So that's 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 the hope. I really, it's funny you brought that up because yeah. I sent that in like, you know, this is really something that I want to do is sort of like be all these different parts. I don't know if I, w I will be me. There were some stipulations that I set forth in order for me to actually play my own part. Yeah. Um, they know what that is. So if they adjust those things, then we can do it. But if not, then, Amazing. you know, I, I'd, I'd probably only be playing other people, you know. So we'll see what happens. That's something that in Muna class we should incorporate a bit more comedy, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think it's needed, you Maybe know. Bring like, some comedians here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring a comedian. I don't know if there are, there are good Jewish comedians nowadays. I'm sure, I'm sure there are. You come across some when you're traveling and the tours like Modi and all these guys. Yeah, I see Modi all the day. I see him at a few different events actually yeah. recently and uh, Elon Gold and. Yeah, so there's a few different guys out there, and there's a lot of guys in the back that really write comedy. They're not stand-up comedians, but they yeah. they write comedy and stuff. I'm like sure that. a lot of the writers are Jewish as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In Hollywood yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got the the power of the mouth and pen, you know. Right. So, but the ultimate thing is, you know, new content. I've been really going back, and you know, you mentioned the podcast earlier also yeah. too, um, which we we're now in-house. We we're a part of a wonderful network called Soul Shop. Nice. Um, which which was awesome, but we you know I kind of want to go in a different way, and the way that I'm doing the doing the podcast and the content and different things like that. You got a name yet? So new name? I, I don't have a new name, but there will be a new name. I'm gonna announce it. Very a new soon. flow. That's new, what we're calling this class. It's definitely so. gonna be a new flow. It's gonna it's gonna yeah. be a new flow. Amazing. Um, so, but I'm very very excited about that. So hopefully it start. How did you those. find just doing the podcasting well? Because it is a new like uh, channel, like to interview others, not yeah, just to be interviewed. It was very interesting. Yeah. It, it, there was a part of it that was fun because you're on the other side, being able to interview other people, and then there's the the other other challenge of it, of you know, constantly coming up with questions that are interesting for the person that don't sound the same, that are not the sure. same. So there are definitely some some challenges to it. And, you know, not everybody that you're interviewing you knew about before you did, you know, especially when you're part of a network. And so you're getting introduced to people, so you only have a little bit of time sometimes to read up on them sure. um, before you actually have the interview. So 
Um, so, you know, it, it has it definitely has its challenges. I mean, that's always a big thing. You know, like nowadays, you see the podcast platforms has really taken off as a big avenue of right. media, uh-huh. as well as all the short form stuff. Right. And we've asked this before because obviously we want to try and get Muna to all these places. Right. That's a big hope. You know, we're trying to get this right. campaign of loving everyone unconditionally from Avorosh. Obviously, the Universal Garden of Amuna, we want to get this out there. And right. All the Garden of Amuna series, all our website, everything. So could you give us any like guidance a little bit from your experience now? You've been a bit more out in the in the mainstream media market. Like, How are they managing to get people's attention when there's such a overload of content more so than one ever? Of, one of the things that I've been able to discover for myself is um, what I tried to discover was who my audience was. I was asked for many years, right? Like, who's your audience? Like, who's your audience? Who's your audience? Everybody wants to know. Like, because Shiva Barkham said, yeah. Shiva said they can't listen to me. Like, who's who's your guy? Who you who you trying to reach out to? What's your what you think? And how many people stop you? And say, can I have a picture with you? My yeah. puppy loves you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to figure. out. And I never thought about this because it was never shtick by me. Yeah. Hashem revealed to me this is what I should be doing in the world. I, I'm a kusher, I'm close to tzaddikim, I've always gave me a big uh, commission, that, you know, this is what you need to be doing, so I, I wasn't so confused about what I was supposed to be doing, and I didn't think I needed to think about my audience, but one of the things is that one of the reasons why I felt like I, I needed to discover who my audience was was because I needed to discover who I am, and naturally a person can start to know more about yourself by the people that are drawn to you, and this is a big lesson in life, if a person starts to realize that you have a lot of people in your life that are not good for you, then something about your energy is drawing these type of people to you. Sometimes they, they, they throw you off, and you'll for sure have that, but you have to think of, you know, what type of people are drawn towards you. Um, obviously, if you're drawn towards these classes, people are drawn towards Amuna, they want they want light, they want different things like that. And one of the things I discovered about uh, my audience was that these were people that were like-minded like me, also, you know, believe, believe in, in family, believe in you know, uh, you know, values and, 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 and Amuna and the closest to Hashem, you know. We did a show, I think we started off this past Hanukkah tour in in Dallas and there was almost as many non Jews that signed up for it as there oh. were Jew, Jews that signed it. it was over, you know, two, was this the bright lights people, or in about. summer? It's the bright lights, yeah, this past Hanukkah. Uh, that was Chabad. Yeah, like it was Chabad over there. A few thousand people came. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a beautiful, beautiful concert. Yeah. I saw the videos. But it was I started amazing. to think about it, even when you talk to the non Jewish people, they're stopping you. And I started yeah. getting stopped more and more by people that were even, you know, yeah. that were not Jewish. And, and just to hear what they're saying, what, everything was about inspiration. You inspired sure. me. This was so uplifting. This was so, so that's who my audience is. That's what they want from me. So that made me stop and assess everything I'm doing and say, hold on, I need to reevaluate because Hashem, the audience is bigger than just the audience. These are the neshamas that you put my world into to be mashpia on. Mm-hmm. Even if it's only a small little bit, it's not just the audience. These are Hashem, these are my people. These are, these are, you know, and I'm their guy. So I need to be able to give over give over that light. So that's the first thing is evaluation. What is my audience? What do they like? What are they? And I don't have all the the, the back-end Google analytics, analytics to find out or whatever. Yeah. So I have to do real survey. I have to ask people. I have to see what they're saying to me. I have to take even the negative and the good and see what people are saying to me. So that that was a big help for me. And what I, what I notice is, is that so many people are just dying for light and inspiration and, and, and we're in a, in a time and a generation right now where everything we, we've gone through the COVID experience of everybody seeing that uncertainty happens and then and then at that point everybody now knows no matter what 
you know, political side, you know, nobody trusts the news. Nobody trusts it, you know. So there's nowhere for us to run to feel like we have yeah. some type of security. So everybody's looking for more Amuna, more lights. I think that the content is there, just finding the appropriate platforms. Podcasts are very huge today because everybody is, you know, on the move, on the fly. They either want to watch it. I think the, you know, what we're doing here is beautiful. The discussion. Addition, the, yeah. the discussion. Of, you get to real places. Of real life yeah. things. And, yeah. and, and, and what people want more than anything, and I talked about this with Jack on my podcast, sure. was uh, is honesty. People want to be, yeah. hon- they want honesty and they want to feel like I'm not the only one going through what I'm going through. Sure. And when people feel alone, that's that's when depression kicks in and all these other things when a person feels like, I'm Mama Shalom. Nobody else feels me, and so that's why you're seeing, you know, you know, fortunately more uh, people like you know yeshivas like Fishers, Ravash is Fisher. The whole thing yeah. is honest. There's some yeshivas called Nakuda Tova, and they have and they have that Indian. But there's a lot of other yeshivas that that's the whole Indian is that they bring out the Nakuda Tova, the good point in the person sure. through a way of honest, being sure. honest with yourself. Where am I holding? What type of individual am I? So I think that there's wonderful platforms, podcasts, and everything. I don't think nothing's not happening over here. So I think sure. that uh, they stay on the right course. Amazing. So there, there is a potential for us right now, being the way the world is, to really impact and bring Amuna global. Would you be able to say anything, like just if you could hold it up, the booklet, Absolutely. and just, just give a little push to like reading, by the way. <laughs> yeah, trying to in between. The, sure. In, in between. The how's problem. it? How's it work? Like in terms of getting that love unconditional towards all of humanity. You know, this is Ravorish. It's almost revolutionary. Teaching people that making events are very important and building all these, you know, uh, unity platforms. I'm very much into unity personally, as I'm sure you've seen in my email and all right, my other stuff. Right, right. United Souls. Someone asked me, what's my mission statement? I said two words, United Souls. Right. Just bring right. people together. That's it. That's right. all I really care about. Very true. But, um, That's very true of you. Hashem. But so that you have to know what your mission statement is, and some we talked about that here before. But Ravorish's mission statement of bringing a Muna is teaching us that we to come to love of other people, we really have to pray on it. It's not yeah, going to happen just from Ishtadlis. So, it's very, very hard. Yeah. And the Rav has been speaking about this for years. It's just only now that he, he was able to see that he needed to speak on this more. Uh, through what Hashem revealed to him, which I have no doubt about it, that this mamish came from Shemayim. Um, but the, it, it's even deeper. I, I, I had to think about this, and Hashem helped me out with this one time also, too, through my learning from the Rav and learning through the Sephorim of the Rav, is that, I, you know, I had a thought one time. Everybody has somebody that you can't stand, <laughs> right? Or, or you, you, you have certain personalities that this person just mamish rubs me the wrong way. Or whether there's an actual conflict or there's no real actual conflict there. But one of the things is that, that, that really helped me was I stopped one day and I thought I was somewhere and I and a person that was in there that we, we don't, our energy doesn't, doesn't mesh. And I stopped and I thought, and I said that that person over there that's Hashem's baby. And Hashem is head over the hills in love with that person. Who am I to have a problem with that person? Who am I? Now, I can have that for a moment, but I took that with tears to the fields and talking to Hashem. But, like, it was such a, a big thing for me that I was able to really be, be macabre that thought, or to, to be able to bring down a thought like this. I don't know. I think it came from the Rob's form and how much he's always talked about having Havas Israel. 
and 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 the reason why he's loved by so many is because of that love that he gives to so many other people. So I think that the the biggest thing is is you have to dive in and take these things to the fields really honestly and loving people unconditionally. That thought for me was like the one of the, the biggest things in the world like that made me realize that I have no right like Hashem and, and so when I was facing my own challenges uh, it's been it's been public now I had a lot of trouble getting my my one of my kids in the school was very, it's actually very the main climax of Wikipedia if you go there. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think it needs to be updated because <laughs> exactly. you've gone so further from that. Right, then. yeah, so so beyond that. Yeah. And so I, I, I definitely had had a very, very tough time. But so many people afterwards came up to me and said, how can you continue? Like, you know, with everything you're like so still gun hole about a shim and everything like that. And look at what what's happening to you. Look how sure. people are treating you. And I went through a rough time. We're trying, and uh, my, my kids are in beautiful schools now. Shout out to the whole Beit Shemesh cover. I love Beit Shemesh. But I, 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 I had a tough time, and I thought, there was two thoughts for me. First off, the first thing was, I thought that, like, I, I came to, to Judaism with Hashem. Like, that's what I came with. I didn't come in with the Mosdos, with the schools. I didn't come in with anybody mm. else. I, didn't come. I came because I fell in love with Hashem, and Hashem brought me here, and I was able to see the light from Hashem. So the only person that's going to push me out of here would be Hashem. It's not going to be because of other people. Number two, one of my biggest inspirations during that time was David HaMelech. David HaMelech was a gazillion percent right. Shaul HaMelech was a gazillion percent wrong. Hashem turned him over to his hands three times. He would not touch him. Why? He says, because he's, Hashem's anointed. This is Hashem's Mashiach. I, I, I'm not going to touch him. Wow. Even if even if David Amelik could have, right? Even if he could have been right. Even yeah. if he was a thousand. He wouldn't allow himself to do it. And I said over wow. there, I said, Hashem, every person in the hell that talked bad to me, they were like, Hashem, these are your babies. Hashem, wow. these are your babies. And, and you chose them, and you put them in this position. Wow. Who am I? to 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 uh, go to the media and all this stuff. Stuff got out into the media by accident. I was called and announced by somebody I loved yeah. and I didn't know what they were gonna talk to me about and it was on the radio so but I never went to the media on my own. I never went I, another that it just got yeah, out. I remember we were in touch that time. Yeah, talk. It was very hard to cope yeah. for me that they got out. Not because I was trying to protect people that were it just it just for me it's, it's the, not whole, your focus. the whole sugi was yeah. em, embarrassing and I would yeah. never put that on it's people. Not your on kind of schools. focus, yeah. So but um but that was my inspiration, was David Amalek. And, th- and these things, like you said, the Rob yeah. says all the time, we have to work on these things. Yeah. This doesn't come easy. I think it opens up the new safe for this out. A lot of people going crazy out wow. by uh, Rob Havishad, by, by Rob Morgenstern. Yeah, translates into English. Translates into English, probably now. Oh, I yeah. didn't even know that. But Havish as well, he says, this is Kashem This is something wow. very, very hard. And I feel like. A lot of what a rob has been putting out even influenced that say for that. This Havis Israel, Havis Israel, Havis Israel. So you talked about Yonason and David. So I mean, Shaul and David. So yeah. came out from Shaul with Yonason, Yonason. Right, right. And that's in Pirkei Avos the this example the, of love, of love, of right. Eino Tolibidov. It's not right. something that's dependent on something. Not so, on as it says here, loving everyone unconditionally. So right. came out. From the respect he had to his father and the covert towards the anointed one, right. came out a, a love relationship between David and Jonathan, which is the example of love for all the generations. Right, 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 right. You know? Absolutely. It's good work. I could say it better myself. myself. Oh, so, well, look, we want to thank Hashem for this opportunity to bring this and Black into the studio. Is there any last words you want to say before we round off? We just mentioned before we do get to those last words 
that we do have a colleague of Nisim, someone who's connected to the team, Rudy Rochman coming a week from now. And uh, it was a big honor to have him in the studio. You have Kesha with Rudy? Yeah, Rudy's a sweetie. Rudy's a, yeah. We're excited to have that. It's an activist, someone who's really impacting. And all my kids were saying how much they enjoy watching the way he is able to argue with anyone successfully. Anyone. It makes me think of Ben Shapiro as well, that kind of <laughs> intelligence of, of a Jew and the strength of a Jew to be able to bring out the truth. Um, we're still hoping for Judah Michelle, if you're listening, we, we haven't given up. We've got a whole crew of friends now putting pressure on him to come. Yeah. So uh, if you hear that, make it happen. And when, you know, if heavy anyone hitters, else, heavy hitters, heavy hitters. Yeah, any yeah. any other ideas? If Nisim has some friends he wants to recommend, you know, yeah. Lachaim Moji maybe come yeah. by. Any other people, you know, we're we're happy to make it happen. It's uh, thank God an amazing platform. Yeah, who should have to be here? I think next week. Yeah, Stadtmeier, wow. Stadtmeier. Wow. We gotta get him in here. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I mean, I don't have his contacts, so <laughs> you can have to help me on that one. I try to talk to him. We got a lot of heavy hitters. I I think the you know the biggest thing is I, I want to say thank yeah. you to you and and Harav and. Yeah, this is all with uh, the Rav's blessing. Yeah, all with the Rav is, yeah. is uh, I feel like he's instilled so much into me. So I really, really appreciate him. Appreciate everybody. Hopefully, I didn't say anything that was, that was only off good. This other week. No, you, you don't need that also too. Is Shavar for Shlema, Shavar for Shlema, whoever needs Shavar for Shlema. Only everything good. So I mean, so uh, any last words? Uh, my last words is 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 loving everybody unconditionally and in the way to everything you know. And Rob couldn't scream clip. this couldn't scream this even more. Is that the Do way the to everything that we discussed here today? The way to true Kirvas Hashem is by his bodhidus and 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 I know it's pushed a lot here. So to me, what does that mean for learning? But you know, Rev Nachman said that hey, there's no way a person prays that much and they're not gonna want to come to learn Hashem's Torah. There's no way that a person's gonna learn Hashem's Torah for real and not come to his bodhidus, it's not come to true tefillahs and being able to be so to depend on Hashem. So I think that that's the biggest thing. It's the main nakudas, the main point that we all need in our lives in order to be able to accomplish everything, loving everybody, every single thing, every single bracha for shidduchim, whatever person needs, everything's totally on this, going out to talk to Hashem, everything is, he's mamish, the, the king, he, he can bestow upon a person whatever he wants. How can we not talk to Hashem? It's like it's so pushing. And that's this whole, whole thing. That's the my love having a Rav Shalom in our generation. That sure. Every time I sit next to him, and I have a the, the Indian of, of talking to Hashem and the moon is so pushing by a Rav because this is this is the world of which he lives in. It, and, it, and, it, and it is something that's that seems like it's up here, but it's, it's so simple, so close to a person. So. And also his smile, that yeah. joy. <laughs> we need to have it. Let's Bring the joy back into our lives and uh, please God take this further in the week and the coming months with success for Nissan Black. We dedicate this class to Nissan Black and his family, Nissan Baruch, Ben Ben Avram, Ben Sara, should be blessed and his wife and all his family, beautiful family. Can't wait to hear only simchas and good news and success of all the projects you're doing. I'm definitely a big part of your your process, a big fan. I'm never gonna bleed on her and and bleed ever. Please, God, leave that story. I'm always excited to hear more and more good news and share it globally as much as I'm able to. And all our friends out there, you make it happen because you're the ones who have your own network. You can share Muna also. Not only can you do the work with prayer, but you can also do the work of making sure that it goes out. 
It's a very big part of it that if it really means so much to you, you want everyone else to also have a part in this. Right. So that's that's the big thing. And Amuna music, like Nissan Black's music, yeah. is what is going to hopefully be the key to really open people's hearts and bring us all together. From Mashir Sakena, Bimhavi, Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. Okay, Amazing. Beautiful.